First of all, a little disclaimer before the podcast starts, or maybe two disclaimers at least. When we recorded this, it was a little bit windy. but we didn't really realise how windy it was. The wind kind of picked up during the course of the recording. When we actually listened back to it, it was really quite sore in the ears. I've filtered it through all manner of little filters, and I think it doesn't sound too bad now, actually. A few bits have to be edited out, so if, if there's some dodgy joins, then that might be why. They might be a bit missing because it got really windy. But I think it's okay in the end, but I just wanted to put a little disclaimer on at the start just to say so. The other thing as well is that uh, there's an interview in this week's podcast with Delete the Banjacks, who are a great comedy sketch team uh, who are at the Edinburgh Fringe. I did the interview after we recorded the podcast. So at another point during the next hour, I'll pop up and say, uh, and interrupt the proceedings and, and introduce the interview, just, just so you know what's going on. Anyway, so let's get started with the podcast. It's not Podcast 25 again. <laughs> it's the third and it's the final podcast from the Edinburgh Fringe, thank goodness. Has it always been not Podcast 25, or yes. is this really not Podcast 27? Uh, it's neither. <laughs> or it's, it's not number 26 either. It's no number. No, not at all. Well, except number three, it's the third and last one from the Fringe. I don't think I could do any more, yeah, actually. Thank, thank God. <laughs> it's been so hard. It's the second, the start of the last week. Um, so, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I'm it's almost not, falling asleep. It's not the feet. podcast that's destroyed us, in fairness. No, it's seeing far We're too many shows. Um, like before, it's a mix of stuff we've played before on the podcast, music-wise, and a few new tracks. Um, and the regular podcast will return on the 9th of September. Let's play some music to wake me up. This is uh, The Wave Pictures. On a late flight from Berlin Her knees pressing the seat in front Her head rests on the curtain She always gets the seat Where the cloud rolls around engine And the wing stretching out Looks like a diving board Her girlfriends went for the drama Boyfriends left one by one By one She didn't go for the singer Couldn't really understand his tongue his tongue but she loved the city she loved the city loved it just like this in winter time she loved the city she loved the city loved it just like this in winter time Up the sleeping airplane One is from her husband Two is for his children Three is for her city And the distance she has run Her girlfriends went for the drum Her boyfriends left One by one By one She didn't go for the singer Couldn't really understand his tongue His tongue But she loved the city Loved the city, loved it just like this in winter time. She loved the city, she loved the city, loved it just like this in winter time. She loved the city, she loved the city, loved it just like this in winter time. She loved the city, she loved the city, loved it just like this in winter
love the city, loved it just like this in winter time. She loved the city, she loved the city, loved it just like this in winter time. Pictures. I played it right in the very first Edinburgh Band podcast back in February sometime, uh, and you can download that free off their website. And it's also on a single called Strawberry Cables, I think. As I, you s- I don't know. No, as you say, it wasn't really the wake-up music, was it? Was, it? <laughs> well, it, it was peaceful and nice, and then the wind was blowing in the background. I don't know if we can almost, mix that into the track somehow. Almost knocked our coffees <laughs> off the table. We've found, we're back at the Pleasance rather than the Purple Cow. It's kind of like a. it's just afternoon on a Sunday. It's very windy. It's more kids than drunkards. Yes, and I don't have my uh, windshield. Although somebody on Twitter told me that I should call it a spoffle, which is probably the sort of thing you shouldn't say into a microphone when you don't have a windshield. Is that what it's really called, or is that just a word apparently that I wanted to take off? It's, uh, apparently it's a word that Hugh Laurie made up while on a, having a radio interview. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just call it a windshield. <laughs> the last week of the fringe is upon us. We sound tired. We do. You sound particularly tired, but you went to some silly late and live thing. I did, and it was uh, good fun. I, I'm, I'm a little bit psychologically worried that I should still be tired because it was three or four days ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, in fact, I went to late and live one night, which is known for being a bit rowdy and going on quite late, and uh, it was brilliant. I saw Rich Fulcher doing. Um, oh yeah. Oh, uh, Eleanor! It was—he he was sort of a, dressed up in drag and being a sort of. I yeah, he—I think he was on, as as, his drag queen uh, version. I think he was on a, one of the Dave Hill explosion chat oh, shows right. yesterday. I think it was. Yeah, he was really good, and I'd seen the posters and been a bit worried about not. I mean, he—he's he, well known from My, the Mighty Boosh, mm. and uh, other comedy type stuff, but uh, been a bit worried about what the show would be like. Well, he did not get any heckles in late and live because he was good excellent and then the next night I saw that I went to this sort of uh, live by the sea show which was kind of the opposite in that it was just filled with twee hipsters <laughs> and Daniel Kitson was there and Josie Long and Stuart Lee and Kevin Eldon and everyone was really good again although strangely there was more well there wasn't more heckling but there was more vociferous heckling from one person to Stuart Lee which this is because it was a bring your own bottle type of an affair possibly although <laughs> if you ask me Stuart Lee was basically headlining so I don't know why someone who clearly hated him was decided to make everyone aware of his personal feelings but it did lead to some entertaining and frightening performance explain <laughs> basically he Stuart said if you're going to keep, well this guy basically spoiled his punchline having seen the show before and oh that was nice yeah and uh, Stuart uh, said, if you're going to do that again, I will stand on the stage in silence for 20 minutes. <laughs> and people that know my material know full well that I will do this. And then he stood on stage in silence for five minutes. And I didn't know if he was going to cry, or if he was going to have a nervous breakdown. What, Stuart Lee or the heckler? No, Stuart Lee. And, uh... And, uh just waves of laughter were going through the audience. Everyone was just so terrified. And then he just went straight back into it and did some material, sat on the edge of the stage and some lying on his back. He's a, def- he's a performer, that's for sure. He got at least five minutes longer show out of it, though. 
well, but <laughs> it was definitely an experience anyway. It was something to take away. But I was not drinking that night after the uh, uh, Bacchanalian debacles of the night before. And uh, still tired. This was this was one of these... I think they've done them before, haven't they? The Invisible Dots magical mystery tours where you all meet up and have to get in a bus and get taken somewhere. I think they have as well, but I don't know any details about it. Except that on the... On the, well, they had reviews from The Guardian or something that said promise, promises, comedy, and the potential for a live on-stage endoscopy. I, I that, did not, wasn't. That, that did not happen. <laughs> Possibly that's just as well. Yeah, it was uh, It was good enough as it was. Is that sounds like the sort of thing they might do on the late-night gimp fight. I, I, don't even, I don't even want to know. No, neither do I. All I know is that I got handed a leaflet for it by someone who was pulling a gimp around the streets of Edinburgh. I, I'd heard quite full-on things about late and live and in my mind quite fortunately nothing too full-on happened <laughs> thankfully <laughs> we're also though did i say we're back at the pleasance yes. we are back at the pleasance and we're down we found a little special bar that's hidden away downstairs it's on top of some gravel so there may be crunchy noises but hopefully and it's not very busy either so hopefully it might be quite quiet yeah, there's like gravel thing. here and there's bark over there it's like being in a, a sound studio <laughs> we might we might do some effects. <laughs> there is now and again somebody walks past on the gravel, but we've kind of chosen the table far away in the corner. But it's weird and kind of quite relaxed and chilled out rather well, than we'll, the last time. We'll see exactly how windy it is when we listen back. I saw one of the things I saw. Why don't I say one of the things I saw, which is no longer on, which is a bit pathetic. So it's not a recommendation I can give. But I did finally see Adric Holmes' Secret Dancing Show. How many stars? Uh, out of a five, maybe a four. Ooh. Certainly more than a three. A solid three and a half. <laughs> solid three and a half. Yes, I was. Uh, I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, he's a a broadcaster and journalist and uh, podcaster. When did you see him? Not uh, yesterday. No, no, no. It was actually before the last podcast, but we ran out of things. We had talked about too many things last time, so I couldn't fit it in. I, th- I think it was a uh, the day before his PA had broken. Um, so uh. the day before he had to shout. Because I, I saw him on the first day, and again, same thing, I didn't know what to expect, although I guess I knew that he'd done this stuff opening for other gigs and stuff for Richard Herring, so he probably wouldn't have come all the way to Edinburgh if it was going to be completely ramshackle. <laughs> I'd give it, yeah, I'd give it a, a, a nearly four stars. And for, it was, the other thing about it, because it was a free fringe thing, it was packed. Yeah. Whereas I think maybe if it was a one that you'd had to pay for in advance, people may not having... Well, maybe not. Maybe it would have been busy, but it was it was good because it, yeah. it was busy, which I think it's, always It's hard to say, but on the other hand, a lot of free fringe things are not packed. That's true. Yeah, and, and a lot of them aren't like, good sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I put some money in the bucket afterwards. How much? I, I, I'm not going to divulge that. <laughs> was it more or less than three pounds? It, it, it was enough for them to break even. How do you work that out? Because the previous week I'd seen Robin Ince and he told us how much we had to put in to justify the, the rent breaking even. How much was that? That was three pounds. Hey, that's exactly <laughs> what I put in. We were, yeah, we're tuned into the spirit of the fringe, I think. It says it says if you put five pounds in, they made some, they were able to eat. But if you put three pounds in, they could break even. But you know, I wasn't quite sure if I. Yeah, well, he's got a job. Which one? Andrew Collins? Yeah. yeah, exactly. He doesn't, he doesn't have kids, <laughs> to this my is, knowledge. This is entirely true. He doesn't need to eat. <laughs> Radio Times can pay for his meals. I'm sure he gets enough free. Let's play some music before we stop poor Andrew Collins anymore. Um, there's a strange Edinburgh connection with this, uh, but I'll play it anyway. This is, um, and I don't know anything about the band, this is Bert Suzanka and Onward Christian Slater.
That was, uh, yeah, but Suzanne Kai, I don't know anything about that, or her, <laughs> him rather. But it's called Onward Christie Slater. There's a really tenuous fringe connection, which is in 2004, 
Christian Slater was in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, it was almost cancelled because the director quit the day before it started, and then Christian Slater got chicken pox, and then he got beaten up, I think, or, or thrown out onto the street from a strip club in Edinburgh. So it was an event filled. And when they got thrown out, did they say, onward? <laughs> <laughs> Did they point him in the direction of the next strip club? Probably. <coughs> you, They're not that far you've done apart, as much though. as you can here. But it's we saw. Time for you. But we saw actually. It was quite good. Um, <laughs> not that that's any. Not that that's a recommendation really, since that was like whatever six years ago. Also, lots of um, cinemas in Edinburgh show Christian Slater films. All right. <laughs> when they come out, have there been any recently? I don't know. I think the last one I saw was Pump Up the Volume. When was that? About 1991 or something. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> It was so a maybe good the connection is more tenuous than It was we a good one though. I think he was in a Star Trek movie. As a kind of oh. background character. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, more shows that we've seen this week? Have you seen any others? I've seen some. You go first. I saw Charlene Yee. I, I suggested that was my pick of things that I haven't seen that I wanted to see last week. Um, we went to see her. She's got a show called Dancers on the Moon. It's at the assembly rooms. And it was in one of those little rooms at the assembly rooms. Um, and it was good. It was There was magic and songs and audience participation and little movies played and uh, we also I think we talked about last week about she'd been she'd written a movie that won an award at the Sundance Festival called Paper Heart and uh, we bought a copy from her you were oh you bought a copy yeah yeah she had some uh, that she was selling but it was donations to I can't remember what the charity was but so you had to put some money in the bucket and take a a DVD did you pay three pounds I paid more than three (laughs) pounds (laughs) (laughs) have you watched it yet no, I haven't. Okay, because so, I was going to ask you how many stars you were going to give it as well. I, I don't know. It's got that movie star now, Michael Cera. In it. He's a massive movie star now, isn't he, since we talked last week, because he's in that big movie. Although he isn't in the one that I thought he was in. Isn't he? Or is he? Is he? I think we might have edited that bit out of the podcast oh. anyway. You start talking about prostitutes. <laughs> the, I, I was wondering if I said that on the podcast or not. <laughs> don't worry, that didn't go out. <laughs> is this going out? <laughs> Depends if you start talking about prostitutes again. Well, I've got no... Anyway... <laughs> I can't remember what I've told you that I that I saw uh, in person and not on the podcast. I saw Brendan Burns. He was very good. Uh, it was in a big smoke-filled cow. And oh, uh, so you've been to the cow now? Because yes, you hadn't been to the cow last time. Yeah, I've been. It is smaller on the inside than on the outside. <laughs> it is the empty tortoise. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just you know I'm not very good at reviewing to be honest. Uh, <laughs> Tell me was, that now. It was good. I enjoyed it. But, you know, we don't really need to review anything because the sprint is almost over, right? No, it's got another week to go. Okay, go see him. Yeah. Um, I think he's pretty still there, actually. Do you not think he is? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, we also saw Sarah Millican. Oh, yeah? How was that? Uh, she was really good, Was actually. she? I, I heard it. She's got quite a wide appeal. It was quite a strange crowd. It was uh, definitely the, one of the most sort of broad crowds. Yeah, there is something a bit Radio 4, at least, about her Yeah, I don't think you could have really... Personality. Sure, her, her routine couldn't have been on Radio 4 that's for sure yeah. but the uh, we saw I think two years ago she won the If Comedy Award as it was then she won the Best Newcomer, Newcomer yeah. uh, so we saw her at the awards sort of the showcase show for that it wasn't the awards ceremony it was the showcase one afterwards oh, okay. where all the plebs get to go it wasn't the proper one. Oh, okay not so swanky no not so swanky at all um, and she was great at that so the last year she played in one of the little um, porter cabins I'm pointing to the porter cabin over there yeah it's over there and, and it was a tiny little room and it was quite hot and sweaty but this year she was in the stand which is a great little venue on the other side of town 
Yeah. Um, it's a proper comedy venue that's got comedy all times of the year, actually, rather than one of the temporary venues. And the nice thing is they don't allow uh, hen nights or stag nights. Yeah, that's true, which actually. That is yeah. proper comedy, in yeah. my mind. Not like those terrifying clubs. Well, yeah, they don't allow people that don't really like comedy. <laughs> to At just least... come and get drunk. Yeah. Did I say that I'd seen Delete the Banjacks last time? Um, I don't think so. It was really funny. Possibly. Yeah, no, it was good. I mean, that was one of your recommendations right at the start. Yeah, I'm going to go see them again when my friend comes up, who I don't know if in the interest of full disclosure I'd already said is friends with Delete the Banjacks. Oh, that's right. how I'm aware of them in the first place. <laughs> that's why I saw them at the Free Fringe last year. But uh, to be honest, if your friend invites you to see a free show with some friends of theirs in, it doesn't generally fill your heart with <laughs> joy. So when I came out and they were amazing, I really did feel the need to tell everybody. And they seem to have done very well. Uh, this time around, yeah, they've uh, uh, now that they're doing paid gigs. Yeah, I think I mean it's a one of the it's in a tiny little it's in a, not a tiny little room it's a, an attic space in the Pleasance so you have to go up many flights of stairs but it's certainly worth it when you get up there. And yeah, could, I mean I've been in ti- I've been in, in 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 tinier rooms that were less filled. I mean when I went it was sold out and it was like their first day which is pretty good. Well, going. this year yeah. that was the same for me. I think it was maybe they maybe had like two or three seats left but it was pretty much sold out. Um, Listen to them talking rubbish, I don't know Earlier on this evening, before it started raining really heavily Which is the first time it's really rained, I think, probably at the Fringe I had a little chat with Elite the Banjacks It was in the same little room that Dave Hill and I talked last week Um, But unfortunately now everybody seems to know about it So there's a bit more coming and going Hopefully that doesn't spoil your enjoyment too much Because they were great guys to have a chat with Um, So here's my chat with Elite the Banjacks Alright, I'm sitting down with Elite the Banjacks Which is Daniel and Carolyn, Gareth and Sam Hello 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 Hi (laughs) Um, tell us, well, I was going to say tell us about your show, but tell us about the name. Delete the Banjax is a bit of an enigma, really. The, the word Banjax is a sort of um, a colloquialism. It's an Irish word that people use for something that's broken or rubbish or something that's crap due to incompetence. And when we were coming up with names for a sketch group, we kind of liked the name Banjax. It kind of, it kind of represents our style. of It's very chaotic and very easygoing. It was, you know, we don't have blackouts and stuff like that. And then Delete the Banjax was just a name that we started coming up with it doesn't actually mean anything I'm afraid that's alright because it's not broken that's one thing I did see <laughs> I, show. I think it was the second week I saw your show and it was great I really enjoyed it oh, great. Um, thank, you. thank you and it was very sort of spontaneous and great fun and I think everybody in the crowd had good fun as well so yeah it's not broken at all in the slightest um, how do you write your sketches do you do it all together or do you do it individually or what um, Dan writes most of the sketches um, and I could I'd probably it's easy to say kind of, I suppose Dan writes most of the sketches and I probably write most of the songs but we we collaborate on all of it and um, there's a lot of lines that get added and obviously in rehearsal it kind of becomes something other than what was originally written but um, this year I think it's the most collaborative year that we've done we've all written bits of the, of the show um, and it's, it's really nice to work like that How much of it is scripted and how much of it's spontaneous? Is that, is that it right? really, really depends from show to show yeah. we'll occasionally have shows where it's pretty much all scripted yeah. and then if something goes on something happens then we'll kind of come out of character and we'll, we'll banter a bit there's a couple of moments in the show where Daniel particularly likes to make stuff up I did notice that <laughs> he has a he seems to have a knack of corpsing some of you now and again at least he didn't show that I was it's, ma- it's mainly me who corpses yeah. to be honest but it's because I know that every show Dan's going to do something different and I know he's deliberately doing it to make me laugh as a you know and just kind of amuse himself in, in, in many ways but um, but yeah I mean there's a kind of I think uh, an audience can kind of get on board with yeah, that yeah. as long as um, as long as they're on board with the whole show. Yeah. Um, there are shows where that would never ever happen because you don't feel that the audience is going to go for 
um, I was kind of messing around a bit more than we normally do. Um, so yeah, a lot of the time it's just a very straight show. Um, we keep it fun, in the moment. It really keep it, oh my god, that sounded so wanky, didn't it? Oh, I'll take that bit out and sample it over and over again. It's great. The one, the show I was at, Daniel dropped one of the props. Oh, ah, solid was that, are you saying that was a, that was on purpose? No, 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 no. <laughs> that was an accident. That's never happened again. If it drops out, it ruins the sketch. It kind of ruins. That's why I think I said straight after it, "Have you just ruined the punchline?" Um, and then we kind of carried on as if as if nothing had really happened. But again, that was a nice it was a nice moment. To, uh, quite a lot went wrong, I think, in that show, but it. It was one where the audience was really enjoying it and we kind of felt we could mess around a bit more, you know. That was a particularly improvised one. I'm not surprised you've asked that question having <laughs> come off the back of that show. It was great fun because it did feel like it was really spontaneous and even though sketch shows obviously are mostly scripted, like yeah. you, they appear to be mostly scripted, it did feel really spontaneous. So yeah. That's probably why. Oh, good, yeah. Uh, is, this your, is this a third Edinburgh or second Edinburgh? It is the third, yeah. Third, we, yeah. we formed uh, about April 2008 um, and... We already knew we wanted to go up to Edinburgh, um, so we kind of took a show up after about two or three months of being together, um, threw a show together and, and did that on the Free Fringe, and then last year came back with an actually kind of a full show, a fully scripted proper show, um, which which we had really good fun with, and then obviously this year we're back up at the Pleasance. How do you guys manage to keep going throughout the whole Fringe? Because it's 25 days... <laughs> Morocco uh, coffee and pasties and, and beer, <laughs> yeah, a lot of beer. <laughs> Sorry, it is getting really busy. We're kind of in a little room that seems to consist of mostly where all the interviews happen. So now about another everyone ten thinks people it's the quiet spot of it's the fringe. It's not the quiet spot at all. It's probably the noisiest spot of the whole fringe. So are you going to be back next year? Are you going to be deleting the banjacks for absolutely? Like yeah, a yeah, of years yeah. definitely, definitely looking looking to come back next year. Cool. If they'll have us, please have us, Edinburgh. <laughs> Any other shows you've seen that you'd recommend? Loads. Nick Helm, Nick Helm oh, yeah. Colin, um, Holt. Colin Holt, uh, Adam Riches, Frisky and Manish, although they don't need any help. It says uh, that you spent most of your time seeing shows. <laughs> yeah, we do. We, we love to see. We've got a lot of people we know on the circuit and a yeah. lot of people we admire, so we do try and see as much as we can. It's a shame our time slot actually clashes with a lot of the stuff we wanted to see. Yeah. We haven't been able to see Nick Mohammed, we haven't been able to see Penny Dreadfuls, so we've had quite a lot of things that we can't see that we would. But yeah, we're big comedy fans, so we try and... See as much as we can. Cool. Well, thanks very much for taking some time out of your busy, hectic schedule. Have a wee chat with me. <laughs> not at all. That's Thank right. you thanks very much. much. Thanks very much, Luke the Banjax. I should say that Luke the Banjax and you is on at 5.45 at the attic in the Pleasance Courtyard, and that's until Monday the 30th. Is that right? Absolutely. Excellent. Perfect. Thanks Good very job. much, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks. thanks.
this Slater Kinney and O, oh, it's from their 2002 album, One Beat. Um, and they're from Portland, and I played it in podcast number three, I think. I thought it might be useful to mention the fact there are other festivals going on. Like a book festival? There is a book festival. I don't... <laughs> I, I, wasn't even look, I wasn't even looking at your bit of paper. Yeah, look. that's just the only festival one. I could that's think of off the top one. of my head. Um, I, I haven't been I, to anything this no, year. No, what annoys me about the book festival is that maybe partly because I don't move in booky circles, so anything that I would like to see, I wouldn't be aware of. And unlike the um, fringe, you know, the festival's fringe, mostly comedy, they don't tend to uh, do 21 performances. No. So if there is some author that you love and you have not booked, two months in advance you are not going to see that author they might get about two sometimes you get two you get like an extra yeah show. I would have but, liked but, to but, have seen but, David Sedaris last year and maybe I don't know Philip Pullman this year last cool. last year we saw uh, David Simon who was the guy that um, the creator of The Wire and he oh, wrote yeah, the yeah. book so The Wire and Homicide is based on and he was great the and corner. also we saw uh, yeah and we saw uh, Dave Goldman who was doing okay. his uh, readings from his book which is the America Unchained book which is quite cool but this year I've picked out ones that are still not sold out okay at least they weren't when I wrote this list down Simon Armitage apparently he's a poet of residence at London South Bank oh yeah I... he's on the 28th at 8.30 I've never seen him though I've heard a lot of friends go on about him and uh, there's Mark Beaumont uh, who's an Edinburgh cyclist he cycled from the top of Canada to the southernmost point of South America oh cool and, does Canada uh, have a top? doesn't it? Do you mean like the most northerly bit or the highest? I think part? it was the yeah, it was like from the top of the Rockies to the bottom of the Andes was I think. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, like along the sort of trans North America. I think he kind of took some liberties with the geography. Really. I was just imagining going, I don't know, from the top of a mountain into a very deep well. <laughs> well of course, you're half Canadian, and of course you should you'll know about. I'm Canadian an expert geography. on Canadian topography, especially <laughs> anything to do with tops. And anyways, he's, it's not just him. There's another guy called Paul Howard, and he was in some massive cycle race that goes all over the Andes and stuff like that, or the Rockies. Okay. So anyway, that's on the 27th, which I don't know when the 27th is. In a few days' time. <laughs> Hopefully after the podcast goes out. It's definitely out. in the future. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's other festivals going on. There were other 27ths in years before, but... There's the International Festival. <laughs> That's, that would be more sort of opera and ballet and Yeah, high but they theater. also do fireworks. Is that what the... Yeah, that's I thought the, that was tattoo. No, the way the... Well, nah, the, there's tattoo fireworks as well. Are they the early ones? The Edinburgh Festival itself kind of starts in the middle of August and runs until first week of September or something. Oh. And the Fringe, which kind of runs a little bit before that. So after the Fringe finishes, there's this weird week lull where the Edinburgh Festival is still going on. When they say Edinburgh Festival, do they mean the International Festival? Yes, the Edinburgh International Festival. Okay. And then on the... Then, on the first Sunday in September, they have a massive big firework display. Oh, wow. With a concert in the gardens. Oh, is that what that was? Because <laughs> I can see... thing is, my house, I can see... I can't... There's buildings in the way of the castle. But I can see fireworks. I don't know if I could see the castle, if that would somehow explain things, but... <laughs> yeah, there's well, fireworks every night here during the Fringe, and especially on weekends. Uh, especially, I think, on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, they, they go they on a bit the longer. The tattoo, like midnight or something like but that. But I never really know... Especially when it's like the first of September, or you know, I can understand if I go, oh yeah, today is St Andrew's Day or whatnot. But every now and then, fireworks go off for some reason that I do not understand. Well, now you do. It's a good job I brought that up. The Sunday, the fifth of September, there's a massive firework display in the Edinburgh. The fifth. Yep. Ah, yeah. Well, that's even less comprehensible than the first. <laughs> and they do a cool one where they have um, 
I saw a waterfall of fireworks coming over the edge of the... Because uh. the castle is built on a sort of old extinct volcano, so there's like a sort of fireworks all pouring over the edge of the castle. Is that which if is you're cool. on um, uh, Princess Street? Yeah, yeah, you have to be on Princess Street, really. So yeah, because yeah, I, cool. I saw... I, I, not to go too far off topic, but I did go to Hogmanay one year, the Hogmanay Festival, oh, yeah. and it was... The fireworks were full on. They're quite good, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they were really good, and I was on Princess Street. There's some music starting as well there. That's not me. I don't know, I probably can't hear that, but there is definitely some music now starting loudly somewhere. Is I'm it gonna busted? Pl- <laughs> I'm not familiar with Busted, so I wouldn't know. I'm going to play another track. This is from an Edinburgh band, and there's a slight tenuous fringe connection to this. This is Withered Hand, and the track is called Religious Song.
Oh, sorry, it's finished. <laughs> For once it wasn't me that overspoke. No, no. I was just saying during that that we never get given any flyers because we've got the microphone. And then we got given a flyer. Are you going to advertise it? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about it. I might be advertising something that's not very good. Yeah, or... I wouldn't want to do that. Or racist and... Yeah, I'd hope not. You'd hope not, but you never know these days. I've seen more shows. My big list of shows. Gordon can't remember any shows that he's been to see, so I will say the ones I've seen. Last night, I saw, again, another one that I was mentioned the other week that I was going to say, Willy Wonka. Oh, yeah. It's like, Willy Wonka Explained, with Matthew Hardy and Julianne, Julie Dawn Cole, sorry. And she played Veruca Salt in the movie. And it was great. It was like a... It wasn't a comedy show. Well, he is a stand-up comedian from Australia. It was a, a play about... Um, concept was that both he and Veruca Salt, Julian Cole were in therapy mm-hmm. and they kept switching between their respective therapy sessions and then ended up with them meeting each other and I've given away the ending now but I think it's fairly obvious that they meet each other because they're, <laughs> because they're in the show together, <laughs> I don't think that's a spoiler really It would be more exciting if they somehow knew that they never met but then they kind of oh, wait, sent wait. letters about it to each other and we're like oh we never met but let's do and I don't know no wouldn't work would it no not really so that was good um, I saw your pick it was just Claudio Doty's Monsters of the Deep 3D enjoy it I did I was baffled by it though oh really <laughs> I didn't really know what to expect and at the end, she, one thing she said in it she was like um, this show will stick with you afterwards or something like that you'll keep thinking about it in the same way as you think about a, an ex-lover or something like that <laughs> And it does, <laughs> but I'm still a bit baffled by it. But it did have one of the best endings of a show in the Fringe that I've ever seen. Yeah. I can't say what it is because it would spoil it completely. Yeah, but it... it hmm. What's a good way of describing it without describing it? It involves props. There was props. That all the audience get. Yeah. And <laughs> if you like props... And it's definitely... It's one show that you sitting in the front is not going to involve you... You know. Yes, I did. <laughs> that's another that's another positive for it. I did sit in the front actually, and uh, and the guy next to me turned on his prop before he was supposed to, and he got told off. Not too right, exactly. <laughs> but yo, so big thumbs up to prop usage. And then the other show, I think the only other one I've seen was the Collins the Herring podcast that I went to yesterday. But you've seen them all. I have, and this was the only one that I was sat in the back for. Yeah, because we were at the bar, and then we ran the front of the queue. It's so. okay. There were two other seats near the front, you could have gone and had one of those. You got a good, um, I think you chose a good show. It was one of the best, I've heard. That's yeah, what they say on their the, blogs, anyway. They've been knackered the two days before, and, uh, and uh, yeah, it was good fun. And I took a picture of the back of someone's head, and remarked to you, yeah. little does he know oh, yeah. he's going to be on Andrew Collins' blog and he was he was and then you mentioned that bit <laughs> on the blog as well yeah <laughs> it's like self-referential on three or four different levels <laughs> this is Schwevon <laughs> Two of us and where we've been And where 
stop oh talking God. towards the end of the music. We spoiled the magic again. <laughs> that's a Vec Placer by Schwervon. Um, that's from their 2009 album Low Blow. It's on Olive Juice Music. You can get it on iTunes or you can get it on the OGA website. Olive Juice? Olive Juice. I don't think you'd want to drink that. No. No. <laughs> Although apparently there's a kind of martini you can make using olive juice. I don't think I'd want to drink that either. No. I'm not going to go and see anything more. I've, I'm worn out and poor. Next year, you saw some of the blogger pass. Did you see? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Well, I was just walking down the street and everyone's all like, oh, look at me with my pass on. And I'm like, go home, you southern so-and-sos. <laughs> but uh, I looked at one of them and it said blogger. And I want to know what that means. I sort of think it means maybe you get free Wi-Fi access. Well, you don't get free access to the shows. You just get free Wi-Fi. Probably, There's yeah. free Wi-Fi here anyway. I just haven't figured out how to get it. That's why. They have passwords <laughs> written on the back of the it's blogger, blogger pass. pass. Either that, did you think he made his own pass? No, it wasn't. It had the same artwork as the Fringe program, and yeah. it just said blogger. We I presume it just means we... not with a real newspaper, so you can apply for them as an individual. But Yeah, we might be able to get and see even more shows. I don't know if I get a cope, actually. Yeah, it would be good, although we, we were talking earlier and saying the nice thing about this is that we can review shows that we wanted to see. Whereas, because we wouldn't have paid for ones that we thought were going to be rubbish. Yeah, I guess, and I guess if you had a blogger pass, it would be a similar sort of thing. But let's see, we'll maybe have to definitely research that for next year if we do this again. Is there anything that you haven't seen? You might, are you going to go to see any more? Are you? Well, what was? Uh, I still haven't seen Richard Herring, and uh, we'll probably go and see him when some friends come up. I think you've probably done good, which is leave it towards the end because yeah. I think the, the the shows definitely do. There's a they start off obviously the preview shows. And then they kind of get going. Then there's a dip in the middle. There's obviously everybody gets quite worn out. But I think they kind of have a second wind at the end. Yeah, from... maybe. I wonder if it'll be kind of more of a local show. We saw we saw his last year's show, his uh, Hitler moustache. We saw that in the last week, I think it was. Um, and it was really polished and absolutely spot on. So I saw it relatively early on. But, it, well, it was maybe it wasn't polished, but it was absolutely spot on. And, I, and he said on Twitter that it was his best one so far. And... Who knows how these things go, but I also want to see Pappies. Pappies, uh, well, they used to be called Pappies Fun Club. Right. Now there's only three of them, so they're not fun anymore. But, <laughs> well, they're not a club anymore either. Yeah, I guess so. But um, they should be good. They were good last year. They're a sort of, uh, like all acts these days, they are a sketch act with uh, a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I never went, I never got to see Arj Barker. I wanted to. He, he got, got mixed reviews he did, as I was well. He got like he got one got star in something and, and four a, stars yeah, in the next. I know, it's quite strange. I'm sure he'd be good if you'd like Arj Barker. Yeah, I think I think the person who gave him a one-star review didn't like his delivery, and I think that's part of the whole thing about his act is his delivery. And if you don't like it, I think it's probably a bad start. Yeah, and if you don't like the jokes, it's even worse. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, five five <laughs> guys named Mo, which is Clark Peters, um, who's Lester from The Wire, a show he wrote I think for a Broadway show or an off-Broadway show in like '94 or something. Was it '94? Certainly quite it was, old. Might have been earlier because I, I seem to remember it when I was little and lived in Toronto, and that's <laughs> just when you know Broadway shows seemed like the normal thing because you're not really aware of anything else other than you kids on the block. <laughs> so I was quite surprised to know that Lester Freeman actually wrote it. Yeah, kind of blew and I think my he's, mind he's, he's in it as well. Although presumably he's not one of the guys named Moore. They all seem quite young in the poster. Um, but I think that's over in McEwen Hall, which is next next to the big. Uh, cow tent that we were at last week um, and he was my best celeb spot he was sitting at this very table during the week not where I'm sitting where, uh, which seat you know I think it may have been where you were sitting <laughs> <laughs> it was either that one or, or that one over there where no one's sitting you, suddenly, could, you could sit in afterwards I've just suddenly got the urge to paint some <laughs> tiny doll furniture um, but that's supposed to be great anyway and I haven't seen that did I just spoil the end of the wire 
No, that's not at the end of the wire. No, no, no. And I didn't see Daniel Kitson, but he sold out. And he's also at 10 in the morning as well. Yeah. He was good. I don't, as I said before, I don't know if he tours the stuff, but if he does, go see it. You won't be disappointed unless you don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> this is, be this very, is why they should not give us bloggers passes. <laughs> Anything else that you want to see? Well, I did. Uh, oh, we've yeah. already done yours. You did Pappy. Like, mm. I remembered some other things that I saw at Late in Live that were very good. Uh, Abandoned Man, who um, I think I've been getting a few, uh, a few comedians have been tipping them as well. They're Irish and they kind of uh, do sort of improv hip-hop in a kind of Irishy not I don't want to say folk because that makes you think of Irish folk but um, basically they'll do different songs either based on audience members throwing objects at them and <laughs> incorporating <laughs> it into the song dangerous. or um, they did at the uh, late live show which can kind of involve five performers on the you know five different named acts on the stage at once they had like Brendan Burns would do like a little five minute routine and then they did a song about the routine mm. uh, and that, that you know it was pretty uh, they, they they got the crowd going they, it was pretty good um, and they are worth it worth it a C one of the things that is that a C as in a C grade? No, or a they're C as in a, a going a going to see. Going to see to see them. That's just reminded me actually the audience participation and throwing things at the audience just reminded me of Charlene Yi, who handed out some really a massive big bag of American candy. Ooh. She handed it around, but it was it was something that I hadn't had before and it was quite you probably know what it is. It's lifesavers. They're like polos. <laughs> and it tasted like sort of Root beer mixed with uh, a mouthwash. Well, I've oh, had a great right. deal of them in my time. <laughs> and the older ones, I can't remember which ones, but you, you used to be able to, if you went in a dark room with a mirror and bit into them, they'd effervent. Effervent? Effervesce? Oh, yeah, they'd like... effervesce. Little green sparks would fly out of your mouth. <laughs> I don't know if it had to be a particular type, but it was definitely the white, minty ones. Uh, these are the ones that, could you throw them into Coke and they would explode like the other ones, like Mintos? No, that's... Um, Just Mintos. That's magnesium. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a common ingredient. <laughs> American candy or Canadian candy. So, maybe it was cesium. Uh. <laughs> I think that's almost certainly the best time to end it. Our third whimsical podcast. Who knew that that would be the punchline? <laughs> we were all building up to that. Not my GCSE chemistry teacher. That's for sure. Um, so maybe we'll do it again next year. I hope so. Are you going to include the bit I said about New York? Uh, no, we'll, <laughs> okay. we'll edit that bit. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to play the last track. This is the thermals. It's now we can see. This is from the 2009 album called Now We Can See. I played it in podcast number nine. If you do a search on YouTube for the thermals, and now we can see, there is a video of them doing an acoustic version of the song in a graveyard in Edinburgh. Ooh, which is quite cool. So I'd recommend that. There you go. That's the end of it. It's not your weird punchline about magnesium at all. This is the <laughs> what. Keep you, going. You, you leant into the microphone as if you were going to say something exciting. Yeah, keep going. Okay. Thanks very much, Gordon. Magnesium. <laughs> and maybe we'll see you next time.
never saw another creature, never knew another man.